Hey there, this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports. So I'm breaking down what's happening in the esports industry, talking with great guests, influencers, and tracking their personal and professional journeys to see how all of that has influenced where they are now. And in the end, I hope you're inspired. And so with that, welcome to All In With Esports. Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to another edition, another episode of All In With Esports. Got to tell you, I'm having so much fun with this, and hopefully you are enjoying uh, the content we're bringing you here, esportsfutureye.com. Of course, you catch us on Twitter. I keep saying it every week, but that's like where I do most of my communicating with everybody, and everything kind of posts on Facebook. If you're trying to reach me on Facebook, I'm sorry. I got to do better, okay? But uh, Twitter is where I normally communicate there, but I'm just so glad to get any sort of interaction from you. And we just enjoy bringing some original content with you that we hope is meaningful and that you're enjoying. And today, I am super excited because this is something that is going to benefit everybody, especially the parents, all right? So I'm calling all parents, okay, of esports kids. This is your episode, I promise you. All right. And I'm a parent, so I get this as well. And for, for those of us who are parents, I bet we have a lot in common, right? I'm sure that most of us share some common values and motivation when it comes to supporting the dreams of our kids, right? We, we agree on that. And those dreams will oftentimes they'll change from this to that over time. And but I think our job really is to keep that dreaming alive, right? Sometimes we got to put up the guardrails. Wait a minute. What is that? That might be too far. And even when we don't understand what this new thing is and why they want to do it, all right, well, we still have this huge responsibility to keep that passion there, keep the curiosity there, keep those experiences coming in, to burn into their brains about what's happening and keep those dreams alive. That's so important. And sometimes, I'd say oftentimes, we, we need the support of other parents as we walk this, this journey as being parents, right? Because, I mean, look, I always say there, Barnes and Nobles is full of books on parenting. But there's no book on parenting, right? It happens in your own life and you kind of figure it out as you go. Uh, and I know that a lot of you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm just, come on, let's think back to climbing up in the bleachers, you know, while your kid goes out on the field and then you say to another parent, you know, if I have to make another one of these practices at this time of day, it's hot, you know, I'm on overloaded work, you know, his dad's out of town, the uniform he's wearing was supposed to be washed, but it was in the bag uh, since last week and it stinks, but I just told him he had to wear it. Come on, you know, we've had those conversations with parents, but even though we might be complaining, we love what we're doing because we love supporting our kids. Right. And we get through it together as parents. So I'm just thinking about some of the support groups that my wife and I have been involved with when it comes to parents helping their kids get, go through things over the years. Elementary school, middle school, high school. OK, PTA. Right. We've all been a part of that. Should have been. Uh, band parents, we were there. Debate club parents, we did that. Football, basketball, track, even fencing. We have a son who fenced. We were all involved with those parent groups and they helped us get through what we were doing. But what if your kid is into esports? But wait, you know, where is that support for something you might think is spending a lot of time staring at a screen, playing video games? You know, you may say this esports and gaming thing you love so much, uh, Johnny and Jane, you know, where could this possibly be going? What about college? Hello? We've been planning for those things, right? And if it is something I should support you in, you know, where is my support as a parent? Well, I can just say this, you know, as a parent, we are always trying to cope with a million things. And today, COPE, as in the Coalition of Parents in Esports, 
has come to your rescue. Let me tell you about them. So COPE was founded in the summer of 2020 by a group of parents of pro players who recognized the need for a parent-led organization that would be focused on supporting esports athletes and influencers. The organization strives to change the image of competitive gaming in the media and with parents worldwide. Okay, so COPE, again, the Coalition of Parents in Esports, is dedicated to promoting healthy gaming and promoting the personal, the educational, and career growth opportunities within the world of esports. And there are so many. We're talking about it all the time here at MAP Esports Network. So just a bit of the history in 2020, as I said, uh, it was Crimson Dad and Shea Mom who founded themselves educating uh, players and, and their parents around the world of esports, the organizations, tournaments, streaming, all that stuff. And they also realized a few other gaming parents were doing the same thing. So they decided it was time to organize and work together and share their knowledge to make gaming better for everyone. So COPE was born out of the recognition for the need for this community, okay, this desire to affect positive change, but to do it together. So there are two founders, David Herzog, who was a devoted parent, father of esports athlete Krems, and the other founder is Shay Williams, who was the mother of Vanished Duster. She's a passionate parent, a gamer mom, a figure skater mom, technology executive, an education advocate, and a sports enthusiast. And on the team as well is Chris Spikowski. He is the managing director of COPE. He's an esports dad. His son's gaming name is Skeptic. And uh, he is a part of this team uh, helping them out. He's also a drummer in the band named Moon. We're going to talk music a little bit later. So it's a real pleasure to welcome Shay and Chris to the podcast. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing well. Thank right. you for having us. Good, good. So yeah. we're on different locations. I'm in the Dallas area. Shay, you're in Austin. And, and Chris, you're in the New York area? That is correct. Yep. All right. All right. That sounds great. Now, first things first. Okay. Excuse me for one second, Chris. I got to talk to Shay. So if I'm not mistaken, Shay, you were a track and field walk on at Baylor, right? Clyde Hart, Michael Johnson, right? You were a gamer yourself. You wrote your first game in your dorm room on an Apple Macintosh 128K at Baylor. So that means that you must have been celebrating a couple of nights ago when the men's team won the basketball national championship. Is that right? Yes, absolutely celebrating in our house. And my daughter is a graduating senior this year. She's already committed to go to Baylor and her friends were absolutely going crazy the past couple of days. <laughs> it was so cool to, to see that happen on the court. And then I love the shots of the of the football stadium where the kids are out there, you know, celebrating. I mean, look, it's it's hard to stay COVID safe in a moment like that. I remember being in college and never experienced that, but it had to be incredible. So I figured you kind of had an, uh, a fun moment there watching that team win, which is so cool. I got to tell you guys both that I worked March Madness, I think um, seven or eight seasons. It is super, super special. So much research and planning, but sometimes it comes down to that last final moment, the last possession, the last shot where it all happens. And man, it's nothing like it. And I'm assuming in esports, we have some magical moments like that as well. But that was super special, of course. I mentioned that I think we have a lot of, in common as parents. And I'm sure that there are lots of parents who share the same values and motivation when it comes to supporting their kids. Do you think, Chris, that that describes your basic philosophy in parenting an esports kid? When it comes to supporting kids, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things parents need to need to do and get on board with is supporting their kids, no matter what their passion is. And just be, being able to support your kid the same way you would support them with mainstream sports, with baseball, soccer, football, hockey. Take that same mentality and bring it over to the gaming field. Yeah. Take us back into your home. I think you said Skeptic started gaming about three years ago. Is that right? Uh, how did that all develop? And, and how have you guys navigated this spot to where you are now? Well, he, he's been gaming his whole life. But when he was about 10, that's when it all kicked in. That's when he knew he wanted to be a YouTuber. He didn't watch a lot of TV. He mostly watched YouTube. 
he watched you know all the big youtubers mainly you know pewdiepie um jack's at the guy so when he was 10 that's he knew that's what he wanted to do when he was dead set on that he's very persistent yeah. and he made sure everybody knew about it so when it came time to you know start making those videos he didn't have the equipment as a 10 year old you know he just had his ipad and his xbox and he would set up he would stack up books so he could point his ipad up towards the tv <laughs> and hit record on his ipad to record his gameplay call his friend on the phone, put him on speaker to simulate that in-game talk. And he would record those and just upload those clips to YouTube. He would he would probably die if, if those videos ever surfaced. Um, <laughs> okay. they're, they're out there, but he just has them privated. But over the years, he we started to see how passionate he really was about it. So taking that same mentality I took when he was going up through Little League, I, I was a coach on his Little League team. I made sure he had the best equipment. He had the best back going. Uh, on the team, you had the best glove. Just trying to set him up for success. We took that same approach over into esports and gaming, and we helped him figure out what the best equipment was that he would need. And you know, of course, he told us, and he knew what he needed to get going. And, and we made sure that he had it. We didn't necessarily give it to him, but we made him work for it. We made him right. earn it. Um, right. So he would pick up extra extra chores around the house. He would go to work with his mom on the weekends to pick up some extra hours, make a little extra money. So he would save up his money to earn, you know, his monitor or earn a, earn a mouse that he would look for. And we'd help him out like Christmas presents and birthday presents. You know, we'd help him get set up. Yeah. Uh, but by the time he was 13, he was able to start streaming and he just went full force into it. He started streaming and he started streaming to just his friends. It was just, you know, five to 10 people at a time, but he truly loved it. And, you know, when we started watching him, he's a very shy, quiet kid. Mm. Uh, in person but when we saw him on camera on twitch and on youtube his his personality changed he just lit up he was a natural entertainer and he was just out there to, to make people laugh and make people happy and, and engage with his community and the people who were watching him so it was really amazing to see and, and getting his mom on board and, and getting everybody else around him to to see what he can do and what his his personality was like it was it was amazing so around the t i guess a couple months after he had started streaming he had a run-in with Tifu, one of the top competitive gamers, streamers in, in esports. And he had killed him. It was a pretty crazy trick shot. And he didn't realize who he had killed at the time. So he, the people, you know, he was streaming to about 10 people. And they're like, oh my God, you just killed Tifu. And like, you got to clip it. You got to clip it. So he made a clip and then he got really excited. Cut that up, pasted it. You know, his point of view, Tifu's point of view, made a video out of it. And it just just took off from there. Wow. He is. He has really got, he came on early and was serious about it. Shay, I'm wondering on your side of, of, of the world, what was like, what was gaming like? How did it come about in your, in your house and, and how did you see it early on and how did you decide to support it? Well, I was the typical parent that was constantly running around from one sport to the next. Oh yes. Yeah. Sounds I, like us. <laughs> yeah. You know, competitive figure skating. My son played soccer on a club team where we were traveling all over the state. And actually he also got into fencing. You know, so we were going to all these different tournaments and we saw gaming as the fun family downtime. You know, that was where you were quiet in your house, you know, and you were just doing something, you know, in your room. And so we didn't see it as anything competitive. You know, it was just kind of relaxing time. But we were also a family that allowed gaming. You know, we both both as parents come from the technology field. We didn't have any issue with screen time. We saw benefits to it. And so we allowed him to do it. But it was when he actually found competitive, you know, he was on his own. 
I didn't know anything about it. I didn't actually even really understand at first that he was competing. And the fact that he had started streaming on Twitch was completely new to me. You know, so all of that was, you know, I was watching him trying to figure out what he was doing, but not really thinking about it. And I think what really changed for me, though, is, you know, he started asking to focus more and more on that. And I wondered why, you know, what benefit was there in this? But when I actually sat down and watched him and watched what he was doing, I realized the same thing that Chris did. He was a natural entertainer. He loved this. He was great on camera, whether he was streaming to two people, you know, or 50. And he really, truly enjoyed it. And I also saw that the game he was playing, he was actually learning. You know, he was learning the same type of teamwork that he learned on the soccer field. So I decided maybe, you know, it was time to finally listen to him and give him a chance to do what he really wanted to. Yeah, incredible. Just paying attention and allowing them to dream and move forward. Shay, when we spoke, I spoke with you and Chris a couple of weeks ago, you said something I thought was very insightful. And maybe you can expand a little bit for this for our listeners, uh, that you really wanted to get across that gaming was was not a bad thing. And most parents see it kind of as a negative. It's like a vice to overcome. But you saw it, as you kind of mentioned, as an educational tool to, to ed- engage kids at school and learning to kind of specialize in that digital world. How how can you help parents who were kind of on the fence about this and don't really understand uh, more about this this idea, this 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 mental approach that you took toward. Yeah, that's the thing. So many stuff, that, so much stuff that we see in the press right now is all negative about gaming. It's negative about not getting any exercise, not eating right, spending too much time in front of the screen. But there's a lot more to it. Not all screen time is bad. They are actually learning real life skills there. There's one huge advantage to the kids who are gamers right now. They're learning to connect in a digital world and they're learning to do it at a very young age. You know, they have friends all across the world. And that's something that I think COVID has actually changed the perception of. I think people are now realizing how important it is to communicate, you know, like we are now. And that's something we never really thought about before. And, you know, these kids are doing that. But they're also learning strategy, you know, the same skills you get in any other game. And what's really exciting as we've gotten into this space is we've learned that teachers are using it too. You know, teachers are realizing that when you just sit there and talk to a kid in a classroom, they're not necessarily taking in everything that you're telling them. But if you do the same material in Minecraft, they're actually retaining that knowledge because you're making their brain actively think. Mm. So that's the thing that I find really fascinating about it. It's not just about competitive esports. It's also about using gaming to engage kids. Yeah. And that you hit on something I think is so huge because I'm going to tell you guys something. I I always felt early in my life that I was like an underdog. I was like a late bloomer. I just it took me a while to get figure things out. Right. But I was an athlete. But there are so many kids who are not athletic. They're not on the football team or the basketball team or not even the, the debate team or band. They may be kind of reclusive. And Chris, I remember when we spot, we talked, uh, you spoke about your work with folks with autism, right? And how special that work has been mm-hmm. for you and how your son connected to some of them and how they now follow him. What can you tell me with respect to the, to the autism world and maybe the spectrum about kids who could potentially have an avenue to be connected to people, even if they are on the autistic spectrum spectrum, without obviously mentioning anyone's name or we're being respectful to that community. What can you tell me about that? 
Well, that, that's the great thing about gaming is it's for everybody. And, and my son having that history and growing up in the field and coming to work with me and meeting all the, the guys and individuals that I work with, he he understands that the inclusiveness of it and he understands how how big gaming is and, and how much room there is for everybody. And he's he's really taken on a role in the community where he does, you know, he does have kids with autism or, or special needs reach out to him and he does take that extra time to connect with them and play with them off stream, play with them on stream a little bit. So it, it really, it being that I was in the field for over 20 years, still am in the field for a little, bit, a little while longer, it's close to my heart and it really means a lot. And, and out of everything I've seen him achieve and go through throughout his, his short um, career, I think that's been the thing that I'm most proud of that he's out there making sure that everybody is included in his community and and making those opportunities available to everybody. Yeah. I, I have a special needs brother and Brandon is, is something else for everything he lacks in terms of whatever the, whatever the challenges that he has, he has a plus in personality and connecting, but he loves sports. He loves to watch sports. He can identify what teams are playing and he loves gaming as well. And it's another way for him to connect with people. And I think it is so important as we, I know for us at Matthew Sports Network, it is one of the pillar principles of what we're doing is to be able to make sure that people in communities or maybe communities at risk or maybe in subgroups like the autistic community or whatever it may be, have a way to connect to people and to society and maybe to the world. And if it's through gaming, then that's awesome. We want to be able to provide that for them. And I think for parents who are dealing with managing a child or even a young adult in this on this path, this could be potentially another way. And I think what will help them is to be able to connect with your group cope. And so let's talk a little bit more about, about the website. Shay, when you guys put this together, what kinds of issues or challenges were you coming up with or facing that really prompted you guys to take this into an organization? And how can people find some support on your website? What are the things that are there? Well, initially, we just wanted to make it better for parents that came after us. Because when we joined this, we realized there were just no resources here. There was nobody to tell me how to help my son. There was nobody to tell me which games to choose, you know, what was good about each game and what maybe was bad. There was nothing to tell me how to keep him focused on school or eating right or getting enough exercise. And the really big thing was that all the perception about gamers was negative. And I was seeing a completely different side of that with my son and with the kids that he worked with. I was seeing kids that were entrepreneurial, that were creating businesses, that were creating brands, that were really go-getters. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, people saw that, that saw that this could be something different. So it was really just at first about providing a resource of support for other parents to see the benefits and, you know, and also just to change that perception in the media. But as we've gotten into this, we've realized there's so much more to that. You know, it's helping get esports programs into high schools. You know, we talk about these kids who don't necessarily, you know, have a group, you know, after school. They're not playing football. They're not playing tennis. Yet they would join an esports team. You know, so if there's esports teams on high school campuses, it gives these kids a chance. And we do know there's lots of research that shows that these you know, kids who excel in this space also excel in STEM education and careers. Mm -hmm. Colleges have seen that now. And so they're actively recruiting. And that's something else we can help parents with. We can connect them to groups who will see the benefits of what their kids are doing in gaming and can help them find the right university. 
Yeah, I had earlier in an earlier episode, I had on a longtime friend of mine, John Morgan, who is a bobsled, Olympic bobsled expert. I mean, he's unbelievable. The guy loves winter sports. He's all over it. We've had a lot of fun working winter games together. But I was shocked when a few months ago I got an email from him saying that he was a part of a university up in the Adirondacks where he is where he lives and that they were putting together an esports program, a degree program there. And he wanted to come on the show. And so I had him on and we talked about it. And he, they, the guy who's going to be sort of leading the program. And it was just amazing the amount of effort that they had put into and money to create an esports lab for the people who are going to be matriculating through the program, connected to the School of Business and just a beautiful location. So there are really a lot of cool opportunities coming up for people in esports and in college. I think that's going to be neat. Chris, I'm wondering for you as managing director, what are some, some of the kind of day-to-day things you're dealing with? What kind of questions are you getting from people and how are you trying to help them get engaged? Some of the day-to-day questions we get are and, and Shay deals with this, this a lot through our Coke Twitter DMs. She kind of facilitates that aspect of it. But mm-hmm. a lot of things we get are how can we, the kids coming to us, how can we communicate to our parents? How can we get our parents on board? These are kids how, asking you guys, how can they talk to their parents? Yes. Very interesting. Okay. And, and Shay's got a, a typical set, set standard responses that she has narrowed it down to that she can relate to the kids and get them to sit down and communicate with their parents and, and get them to sit down and talk to them and not be emotional and irrational or get worked up over it and just sit down and talk to your parents, show them, show them what you like about the game, show them how to play the game, show them, you know, the different tournaments that are going on, just kind of communicate with them, cue them in as to what this world is all about. Cause a lot of parents, they don't know about gaming. They don't know. Right. What this, and, and it's very intimidating to them because it involves technology. Right. And technology to people who don't know it can be a very scary, intimidating thing. So if you yeah. can sit down with your parents and just just talk to them, show them how to how to, you know, log on to Fortnite and to follow you on in a tournament or follow you on one of the the tracking apps to see how you're doing. That goes a long way. It gets your parents involved. Parents want to be involved. Kids' parents want to be involved. They just don't know how. And when you have that intimidating thing like this online world that they're not familiar with, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, I understand. You know, and I'm wondering also, uh, Shay, about uh, some of the maybe traps or pitfalls out there that kids don't know about or even parents don't know about. How are you guys trying to educate them on those things, those warnings? That's another big part of this is just making sure that the kids are safe in the community. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of given the kids who are there, you know, a parent, you know, we are a parent they can reach out to. And it's been really nice because the kids are doing that. They do see us as a trusted adult resource. They can reach out, you know, to communicate about issues. And we do try to tell them, you know, information about staying safe online. The thing that I find, though, is a lot of these kids, these teenagers are actually pretty savvy online. I think most parents would be surprised that, you know, they know what they're doing out here. You know, they know how to stay safe and they also watch out for each other. You know, they they definitely watch out for their friends and keep an eye on things. So our big advice, though, with the kids is they think their parents don't care about this. You know, the most common phrase I get is my mom hates gaming. (laughs) And I'm like, have you really shown them what you're doing? Have you gotten your mom to sit down and play a game of God with you? I mean, it's they really think their parents aren't interested, but their parents actually are interested in anything they are. They just don't understand it. And so it's really fascinating when you get them to talk to their parents and they come back the next day and go, oh, my gosh, my mom really does want to watch me play. I had no idea. And that's just completely shocking to them. Wow. 
having a great conversation with Shay Williams and Chris Spikowski. I knew I was going to do that once, Chris. Uh, they are <laughs> parts of the Coalition of Parents and Esports who put together this group uh, of parents that are now helping all of you out there trying to, and help your kids navigate uh, through uh, this world of esports. If you're new to all of this, this is the this is a great conversation we're having. Do either one of you guys have any idea how many kids or how many maybe I should say how many young pro gamers is that does that make sense are are in the United States? I'm assuming these numbers are growing and through COVID, where you know people were shut in their homes. I can only imagine the numbers have just skyrocketed in terms of the numbers of people who are playing. And then on the backside of that, you got exponentially that many parents who are trying to figure out what in the world's going on. Any idea what the numbers are? I know the numbers have been growing. I forget the numbers off the top of my head. Oh, that's okay. Um, but it, it was pretty astronomical, the rate. It's been growing just from 2019 and 2020. Yeah. And I, I know the numbers back back in December, Fortnite had an event, and this is just Fortnite alone, where they had peak concurrent viewership of for one event um, over an hour time period of over 15 million people worldwide. 15 million playing. people worldwide. Wow. Yes. Watching you said playing. watching or playing? Watching and playing. Yeah. And during playing. One of their events they had back in December. And and yeah, like you said, during COVID, this, is, this has been the outlet for kids. They're not yeah. able to go hang out with their friends outside and go and do all the things that they're used to doing. So this is the way that they connect. They connect online, whether it be through Discord and through all these games. And, and they connect with kids from all over the world. Um, yeah. And that's what been one, another one of the fascinating things to watch my son. He's got friends over in the UK, in Canada, Florida, Jersey, and California. And, and he gets together with them. You know, pre-COVID, he got together with them frequently at all the different lands and conferences. And, you know, just watching that connection, those friendships build and grow. Yeah, I think for me, that, that has been one of the big hooks for me because I love, you know, uh, the sport of track and field changed my life in terms of the exposure domestically, internationally, and then television has been the next extension of that. And I think anytime you can, you can take care of your family and enjoy what you do. It's a, it's a great blessing in life. And so I've loved all that, but this connection to esports for me is I am so interested in the global aspect of it and being able to spend time when we can safely do so to visit these different locations, go back to South Korea where we went for the uh, Winter Olympics and see what's happening there in that world and go to major events and same thing over in Europe and of course across the States. I just think that it's another awesome opportunity for our kids to be able to expand their horizons, right? I think one of the most valuable things you can have is a passport when it's safe uh, to be able to travel and get out of this country and go see other places. And I think you'll learn a lot of things that, you know, we do a lot of great things here in America, but we're not right about everything. And there are other ways of looking at things and thinking about things. And so that has been a great, great uh, benefit to my life and to our son's lives. And I think that esports is another great way uh, for people to really have an education about the world. I'm just wondering, too, about you guys. I know for, for us as parents, sometimes you're just like, how in the world am I going to keep my sanity? And I'm wondering for you guys, with everything you're juggling as as parents, as executives, as esports supporters, Shay, how do you keep your sanity with everything? Well, you know, it's adjusting a little bit. You know, we we think nothing about taking you know, our kids to an ice rink at five o'clock in the morning to practice. Right, right. And for gaming, it's a very different thing. You know, some of this can be very late nights and these tournaments are long. They can be, you know, five hours long. And, you know, talking about the numbers here, there are thousands of kids doing this because any kid that entered that tournament considers themselves a pro. That's one of the things that's really empowering about it here. Everybody has a chance to compete and be at that top level, but it does make juggling a challenge. And so, you know, it's setting some boundaries for my child and, you know, and really putting a schedule together just like you would with any other sport. 
Gotcha. Chris, I know you're into music and you're uh, your band Moon. Is that right? That's correct. You guys, uh, you, you're a drummer. Is that right? I am. Yeah. I mean, you, did, do you have your kid behind you? You want to play something right quick? No, it's not. not now, <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I would. I'd be more than happy. <laughs> well, tell, tell us about that outlet and, and what you guys are doing. And I believe last time we talked, you said you just cut a record. Yeah, I've been playing music, I guess, since uh, 23, 24 years now, playing drums. Um, mm-hmm. I actually grew up playing piano. My mom <clears throat> you know, set me up with lessons. So that was, that was my first foray into music. And then as I got a little older, I started playing trumpet and into bass guitar and just fell in love with the drums when I started playing that. And that basically happened out of a, out of a need. We had two guitars and a bass player. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give that a shot and start playing. Yeah. Um, so I've self-taught. A, I learned a lot from playing along with uh, James Brown and Jimi Hendrix. Playing along with their music, I just pop the CD player on, put my headphones on, and try and figure out what they were doing and how they were playing it. So yeah, I mean that that's been my biggest outlet. It's it's a creative outlet. It's a necessary outlet. Just getting together, we get together once a week. Pre-COVID, a little more frequently. We COVID, it's been a little more difficult to get together, but we we started sharing files online and sending different you know guitar riffs back and forth to each other and different beats and loops. So we we had to get a little creative with with how we went about write you know the writing process. But when we were able to get to the studio, it's it's definitely much needed. And that's definitely what helps keep my sanity, helps keep me going. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we just released an album last month. It's called The Indigo. Uh, the Indigo. All right. Where can we find it? It's on, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, all the streaming platforms. Excellent. Excellent. And, and I ask you guys that because it's important. It's an important part of the storytelling because we all as parents have to find a balance as we try and support our kids through everything they do. It's very important for people to have some sort of an outlet. And it's cool to, to know that you're doing that. So we're going to be looking for that album, The Indigo by Moon. Shay, you said something else I thought that was very, very powerful when we spoke a few weeks ago. You said you're, my 14 year old son found the next boom. So you agreed that you would homeschool him. And you got involved with the branding and the marketing and running a daily talk show and all of that. So share with, with parents about just recognizing where he was. And maybe you had an advantage because you were already in a technology, right? Maybe your mind was open to that. But just that discovery and what you saw and why you decided to homeschool him and all that to, to help him do what he's doing today. Well, I've always been blessed in my life because I came out of college right at the time the technology boom was happening. And I ended up with a, in a startup that just was the most fun. It moved me to Austin, Texas. We eventually were acquired by IBM. But it was such a crazy fun time to enter the job market. And I always felt so lucky that I found that. And I got to work with all these incredibly creative pe- people and build something that new, you know, something new and innovative. And to sell it all across the world, that was just great stuff. And I never expected to see that again in my lifetime. But then when my son and I went to Fortnite World Cup in New York City, it opened my eyes. I was just there to support him. But as I started meeting all these people that were starting businesses around esports, that were starting teams that were, you know, they're supporting their kid. I was like, wow, this is more than just my kid playing games. This is more than just a new competitive sport. This is an actual new industry that is about to explode. It's entertainment, it's sports, it's something that everybody can be included in. And I was seeing the same types of just people who were so excited to be doing what they were doing, truly loving it. And, you know, I immediately jumped right in. That was when I pulled him out of school. I said, okay, I'm going to homeschool you. We're going to figure this out. Because I also realized that he was learning so much on his own. He had built his own brand. 
He was working with creatives to create his logo. You know, he was doing all of this on himself. He had set up his own PayPal and was running, you know, his financials. You know, he was managing his little business. And so, you know, I decided that, you know, I was going to jump in too. So that's kind of how I ended up here. That's an incredible story. I mean, that is commitment at a, at a deeper level. And, and now for Chris, the commitment gets even deeper, right? So why don't you share with everybody the news that you guys are about to make a big move? Yeah, we're about about three weeks away now from moving down to Florida. We're moving. My son, he, he he's very close with his team, with his organization, and where he wanted to move closer to be near their headquarters, near his teammates. So we're we're picking up and we're going and we're making that jump. To we're going all in with this here, and wow. I think it'll be great for him because he'll be like Shay's son. He's learned a lot over these last few years, and not only has he learned a lot, but I've learned a lot from him as well. But this is an opportunity for him to be more closely aligned with his organization, see a little more behind the scenes, how things run, how they do their marketing, you know, their behind the scenes strategy. So I'm looking forward to it. I know he's looking forward to, to seeing more behind the scenes of what goes on in the gaming world. Wow. So to be clear, all of you gamer parents out there, here he is telling you, you've lived in, New York, in the New York area, I guess, most of or all of your life. Is that right? All of, life, yes. all of your life. And so because your son is so serious about this gaming world and his experiences and what he's learning and the potential, you guys are actually going to pull up and leave New York and go down to Florida so that he can be closer to his team and now further uh, move his career ahead. Yes, that's wow. correct. And this isn't the this isn't the first time we've, we've packed up and, and moved, actually. We did last year, pre-COVID, last January, we had picked up and we moved to Virginia for four months. He wanted to go to a gaming house and get better internet Zero paying for Fortnite. So we, we picked up and we moved for four months and, and he roomed with, um, I guess I was the gaming, the house dad there. And he roomed with three, four other kids, four other pro gamers and, and they sat around and gamed and, and did their thing while I <laughs> did the house dad stuff. The house dad stuff. So that was another, music, another right? tradition, but I, uh, <laughs> transition, but that kind of set me up to, to yeah. be a little more comfortable making this bigger jump. Yeah, just amazing commitment. And and Shay, for you, I believe you just had a camera crew at your house. So tell us what was going on there. Yeah, we just had a very crazy day last week where we had a camera crew all day. They wanted to film a day in the life of a gamer. And they started from morning and they followed us around with everything he did, you know, from exercise to practice with his teammates to finishing up with him streaming <laughs> at night. So it was pretty exciting. We were both absolutely exhausted, though. <laughs> I mean, could you sneeze without having a camera right in your face? I mean, no. what was that like? You know? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I'm definitely not reality show material. One day was enough. One day was enough. That's something. And then as we all navigate these middle school and high school days, there comes that moment of graduation. So you got a big graduation celebration coming up, which also then means you're going to have to make some jumps and hoop through some hoops to make the esports thing happen. So how are you going to do all this? Yeah, it's, you know, my world straddles, you know, two, you know, kids, just like every, you know, so many, your kids are into so many different things. And my daughter is very typically high school. She's a graduating senior. You know, she's a cheerleader. She is headed to Baylor next year, which I'm very excited about. But she's got a prom on Saturday night. But at the same time, my son has a big competition that's starting soon. And so she goes to prom Saturday night. First thing Sunday morning, my son and I are hopping in the car to do exactly what Chris did last year, driving four hours to get him to better internet. 
at an apartment where he'll live with another pro gamer to compete for the next month. Wow. I mean, that that is amazing. So actually navigating those two things is incredible. You guys have both said this twice, where you've gone somewhere to get better internet. Can you explain that real quick? Because it sounds like, I mean, why, why isn't there better internet in Austin or where you are in New York? What, what's that all about? It depends on the game. And for some games, it doesn't matter as much as others, but it depends on where the servers are. Oh, and okay. the servers can be in different places. And from Fortnite, they happen to be in Virginia and in California. Okay. So you, have, you have an advantage in those locations. And so for the really high level pros, you know, they want to get closer to the better internet. I see. And so, Chris, that explains why you guys went to Virginia for four months. Exactly. The closer you are to the server, the smoother your gameplay, less lag on it. And it's it's a, it's a little bit of a competitive edge for those players in that area. Man, you guys have had some story here. I just uh, just amazing to hear you as parents and supporting your kids and in, in gaming and creating cope. And I think the only thing we have left to announce is the fact that you guys are now going to be a part of the Map Esports family. And we're going to be welcoming you with your own podcast. So we're excited about that. And Chris, I'll start with you. Give me a sense of what it is you want to share with parents on a, on a podcast, wherever that happens every week or every month, what have you. Uh, we just want to put, put as many resources out there, put as much information out there as we can, whether it be related to college, career paths, or esports, healthcare, health and wellness, just just to put as many of those resources out as possible, just just to find a way to connect with parents and let them know that it's it's this is a safe place. It's a great place to be. A lot of opportunities for everybody. It's it's such an inclusive environment. And yeah, those, those are you know, some of the topics that we're going to be diving into and branching out into. Awesome. Shay, you'll have the mic as well, kind of like I'm doing here. And you'll be leading the way with Chris. What do you want to share with people? Well, just like you, I've met so many incredible people here and I want to give them a chance to speak and I want parents to hear them because I really think when they see the people that are here and what's being done around esports, their perception will change and they will be more understanding of why their kids have fallen in love with it. Yeah, just amazing. I learned so much just from talking with you guys before we discussed here on this podcast. So it's pretty cool. We're farther down the road in terms of parenting, 25 and 24. So you guys are in that kind of sweet spot where all this is really happening to you now live and in person. And I know that there are going to be so many parents who will be appreciative of hearing this discussion, I hope, and then we'll get something from it. And then we'll connect with you guys at Cope to get more information. And of course, join you whenever your podcast start. I know that's going to be a bit because you guys are super busy with, of course, graduating and tournaments and then you're moving, Chris, and all those kinds of things. But whenever the time is right, we are really excited to have you guys on the Map Esports platform and then having your own podcast where then parents and kids can connect and, and get some guidance and help as they move forward in their careers. So I just want to say to both of you, Chris and Shay, thank you so much for being on with me today. And I look forward to seeing you guys and talking to you soon. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks. That was great. You got it. You got it. So again, thanks so much to Shay Williams, co-founder of COPE, the Coalition of Parents in Esports, and Chris Spikowski, I got it right, managing director of that organization as well. And if you want to find out more information, just log on to cope.gg, C-O-P-E dot G-G. And for any parent looking for guidance and understanding this world, just log in and talk with those guys because they're really going to be here to help you. If you're an aspiring athlete to finding a way to become a pro or just really helping yourself get to yourself moving forward, creating content, all kinds of other areas. They're right there for you. So it's cope.gg. And we look forward to welcoming them here on this platform soon. 
So that's going to wrap up this edition of All In With Esports, uh, esportsfutureye.com, Twitter, Facebook. Come on, I want to hear those comments from you. Is this helping you or are you are you benefiting from some of these conversations? Hopefully so. As always, I want to thank Aaron C. and AJ at Innovation Media Enterprises. They do a great job of putting our podcast together and getting them out there for you, to you, I should say. And we have so many other great uh, podcasts happening right now. The Future of Marketing and Esports with Rebecca Langawa. John Davidson and the DLC Drop Podcast, Dr. Mark Williams and his Masterclass Esports Easing Podcast with our Esports Future Future Eye Editor-in-Chief, Chantel Boucher. And we've got two more shows that'll be debuting soon. And so we want to make sure that you guys stay uh, connected with us because all of us are going to be talking esports right here. And you'll find everything that I just told you about linked in one spot, and that's Esports FPN. All right, everybody, thank you again for being with me. Hope you've been inspired, especially you parents. And we look forward to talking to everyone again soon right here on All In With Esports. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening to All In With Esports. Now, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel. And we would love to hear from you about this or any other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network. 